Mary, and this is Was That Good For You, a podcast all about sex and relationships. We cover everything from kinks, long-distance dating, and everything in between. Today doesn't have a topic. We're going to be covering a bunch of random shit, which are kind of my favorite episodes, because you just, you get a lot of information. Today's guest is... Hi, I'm Emily Bannon. I'm a voice actor, and I live in Los Angeles. How long have you lived here? Uh, I was born here. I'm, like, from here. I lived in New York for six years, but I'm back. Got it. You lived in New York as an adult? Yeah, yeah, 18 to like 24. Which one do you like better? I love asking people I that question. Love, I love LA. I mean, like, I I don't know. I'm over <laughs> I'm over New York. The quality of life here is incomparable Yeah. to like pretty much anywhere. I mean, like, we can grow produce here. We can, um, I don't know. Sorry, I'm like getting nervous. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know. I feel like even like the richest people I know when they move to New York, like their lifestyle is brought down like 20 really? notches. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Most just... people I know who have lived in New York and now live in L.A., light years are like L.A. fans. Yeah, totally. They're it's just like, so I like that different. I did it, but I'm very much Yeah, I learned so here. much. I'm transformed. I, I wouldn't take it back. But man, New York, it's crazy. It's crazy to be on like the front lines of that type of class warfare. Yeah. And that kind of just like day-to-day pedestrian violence, which I mean exists in some parts of L.A. as well. Right. But I don't know. I've never been as an adult. Yeah. Oh, not even to visit. No. Yeah. I've it's only, fun to visit. I went Everyone like as a, a kid. Time. I have family in upstate New York, and we like you know went to the city to visit or whatever. But I've never been as a real person. Yeah. I've only been as like a child. So. I mean, it's it's rad if you have friends and yeah. you have kind of like a loose itinerary and yeah, you know, and you're not just like popping around Times Square. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's what because everybody comes to visit LA as a tourist and hates it. Yeah. And yes. I totally get it because they're too. going to the literal walk of fame. They're yes. Going to look at the Hollywood sign from really, 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 really far away. Yeah. And yeah, it would be soul crushing, you know. Yeah. Everyone I know who visits LA, who hates LA, I'm like, you haven't lived here. I know it. But I understand your hatred. Yeah. Because if I visited it, I would have hated it too. When I first moved here, I moved here kind of with a guy. And, How old were you? 21. Um, yeah. I just turned 21. I think I like was half in Miami still half here and I like celebrated my 21st birthday out here without having fully lived here yet um and I think if I didn't have that I don't know if I would have fully moved because it's like he's from here well he's from see me but it was like he was it was somebody to like take me around to the cool places and like introduce me to friends and totally like, that's the thing it's like it's a networky city yeah just like you kind of need that you need it yeah which it sucks and it's like elitist and its own way. but it's not like you have to be hooked up with like you know powerful you know like reptilian illuminati right. people it's just like you need to know the chill spots to like you hang do. out you kind of need friends it's not it's, it's i can't imagine moving here i i feel like i know people who have moved to la and and didn't know one person yeah and that's always really so sad. really so sad but also i'm like damn you did that yeah and i'm proud of you <laughs> totally <laughs> and i can't relate um <laughs> So I guess, yeah, loosely the topic, not the topic, but like I feel like femininity is kind of like a through line. Sure. I don't know why. <laughs> it's just the only thing I feel like kind of worked yeah. for everything that we kind of like talked about talking about. Yeah. But one of the things I wanted to talk to you specifically about because you're in entertainment, you've been voice acting for a long time, right? Yeah, since I was a super, yeah, a super small child, yeah. Oh, since you were a child. Yeah. Wow. And you do it full time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you're a performer. 
Yeah, I am. I'm a very like behind the scenes type right. of performer. I'm I'm like the most hidden type of performer that you can possibly be. Yeah. But, yeah. And that's definitely on purpose. But yeah. It's nice though, right? Yeah. Do you like oh, no. it? Oh no, it's great. It's great. I did a Facebook commercial once. On camera. A uh, no. Voiceover. Voiceover. Really? Do you have an agent? Uh no, I have like my manager through like my and you just like get, my like, like YouTube influencer manager called in. For and then stuff. for a while, when I first moved to LA, it's like they kind of push influencers directly into acting, and so they like hooked me up with an agent at UTA. Sure. And um, I got I booked this like one voiceover Facebook commercial, and it was fun as fuck, and I like didn't have to wear makeup, and they paid <laughs> super well. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, That's this is they, sick. It's it's pretty sick. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty tight. Yeah. So. I was like, wow. And they were like, yeah, voiceover pays really well. I was like, this is dope for somebody who can like do, actually do it yeah. all the time. I'm sure it helps that you speak other languages too. Yeah. Um, that comes into, I mean, like I, I don't know if I would claim, I would only claim fluency in Spanish, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, I definitely, I like have a linguistics degree and I studied like five foreign languages in college. And so there's a lot of like faking yeah. type stuff. I have to like you know, submit auditions where I'm like pretending to be fluent in German or like, you know, it gets crazier. It gets, you know, like Turkish, like Armenian. I'm like, oh, dude, like oh they shouldn't God. be using a white person for this. And they don't like I don't book those jobs, but I'm yeah. just like, <laughs> yeah, fake it enough for an audition is impressive. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like if I tend to do that, it would just be really like racist or something. It'd no, be, like, it's terrible. not. It's not, I'm, I'm, it's not great. It's not great. Don't book. Don't book me on that. Don't stuff. book me on <laughs> commercial. No. <laughs> um, but and you also have followers as well on Instagram. Not a crazy amount, but enough that you get like DMs and shit. Like no, I do. Yeah, weird I, I have a small following, but my the people who do I do get DMs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do get DMs. You get DMs. <laughs> so it's like I uh, I kind of want to like talk a little bit about this thing with like being a woman and being expected to like perform which I think is worse in LA because it's a city of performers and it's a city of of I guess people shallowness totally um and then when you're already an entertainer I think that goes up and then social media that goes up in general but you have followers and I think that goes up even more so it's kind of like the peak of like kind of feeling like needing to be on all the time which I don't know if you struggle with but I struggle with a lot yeah that's funny that you say that because um growing up here and growing up uh around the entertainment industry um this sounds silly but I feel like I've never even considered that before right now because um I've definitely felt it yeah um just in this ambient low level way but I think I've felt it less because it's just always it's it's around all of us just environmentally yeah absolutely all the time especially considering you've born and raised here yeah totally I mean less so in my I guess Miami Miami's kind of flashy and yeah yeah but it definitely less no I guess it's kind of this it's similar it's it is yeah. similar similar in a different way yeah but I haven't lived there but also because it's like my family um what you're Latinx yeah yeah Cuban yeah my family's Ecuadorian and um, they're just kind of all over Latin America yeah. so I've spent time there and I find um I remember going from the U.S to Ecuador, like to Panama or wherever, I I found the expectations on the performance of femininity to be way more suffocating there. Really? With my family. Yeah. And I mean, but when I think of Miami, because, you know, I think of like, you know, having a really sexy kind of like 80s hard body, yeah. like bikini, you know, like I think about, um, I don't know, a lot of pretty 
like stringent beauty standards and for sure absolutely it's huge and even I even look back and I don't know because I think I've only ever lived in big cities so I I can't compare it to anything but I wonder if that was like a high school experience for other women yeah because it very much was for me it was like you still like is like you still were held to the standard of having like a fat ass and stuff like yeah, that. Totally. You know what I mean? Like all this like waist. very like Miami like this like that look like you're talking about and yeah. stuff like that. Like I was even dealing with that as like a freshman and like <laughs> that's not my body now. So you can imagine it wasn't my body <laughs> when I was 15 years old. Yeah, it's, like, just, it's not my body either. And I'm just like, oh yeah, that's yeah, no, that's not me. <laughs> but I'm funny, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think it's 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 always a big thing. But I also have been talking a lot lately about performance in sex yeah. as a woman. And I have made a very, very conscious effort over the past, I'd say, like, four or five years to stop doing that. Yeah, like, yeah, like stopping. Well, the most obvious example being faking orgasms. Yes, which I used to be a huge faker. Yeah, me too. I was a big... I think most women... I think so too and when I because I sometimes will try to have... It's so easy to talk about with women, I find, and it's even when I'm hanging out with a guy who I know super well we have a great rapport yeah. so we've known each other for like 20 years yeah just super frank with each other about everything really trust each other's you know opinions on stuff it's like it's hard to convince a guy that that's true it, I find absolutely I I feel the exact same way I was just having a conversation with one of my closest guy friends who for the most part I've always considered very self-aware very just like I guess woke for lack of yeah, a better term. Yeah, in a lot I was of ways. I was also steering away from the word yeah, woke. I was, I, no, but it applies. It, it applies. Uh, yeah, and and he he said the line of like the classic like a girl's never faked it with me. I know. And I was like, you. It kills are, me. What? It kills me. It's like, yeah, it's crazy. And sometimes when you're like, oh, they've had three partners that could plausibly be true, but it's like, no, this guy hasn't. No. He's yeah. had a lot of sex. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's no, 100%, like, not 100%, but like 90%. But then it's also horrifying because when I think about this stuff, because obviously I have a totally different orientation toward this stuff as like a person with a vagina and stuff. But mm-hmm. if if a partner, this is actually, I think this happened to me like in high school or something, but if a partner were to approach me after the fact or if I were to somehow after the fact find out that like someone had faked an orgasm yeah. with me, I... You know, it, that like that's mortifying, it and, is. And, and it's like kind of earth shattering and kind of identity shattering. A hundred percent. And like that's a lot of anxiety that I have that like around hooking up with women comes from that. Where I'm like, yes. I can't trust you guys yes. because I am you guys. Yes. You and know? I've done it, and I know how to fake it, and it's yeah. impossible to tell. I know. And then it's like obviously you don't want to interrogate someone after. I mean, like I don't know. I've been lucky to not. I, I just know the day is gonna come when like. There's going to be like a sus orgasm and I'm going to be like, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to give you space. I'm going to respect your privacy. I'm not going to interrogate you about this. But like. But that's the thing. It's like, can you ask? Is it is it a lot? Like, yeah, I don't. But that's because that's the other thing is like when a guy is like, hey, like, did you come? Did you come? Like, are you, I, you know, it's like annoying. And then also it, when I, I don't know, you know, I've been in positions where I've like faked an orgasm and someone's been like, did you really come? And I'll be like, first of all, I'm fucking offended because that was an amazing <laughs> performance or so I thought it was. And now I'm insecure. And yeah. second of all, like, it's none of your business. And I obviously th- wanted you to think that I came and that's why you did that. So like, leave me alone. And why are you pushing it? Yeah, that's true. But 
the devil's advocate side of me is like, do they just genuinely want you to have came? I know. And they're like, like, I need, how am I ever going to know? There's this thing that's been kind of knocking around in my head recently where it's like we're told not to lie because if we lie, then we're liars and people can't trust us. Yeah. But then ultimately, like the greatest moral consequence of lying is that um, like you you can't trust the person you're lying to and you you can't trust yourself you know what I mean and that that's heavy yeah that strikes me as kind of profound right yeah sometimes I think about it I'm like ah that's not deep and then other times I'm like yeah that is deep super deep and for some reason very very relevant in the context of orgasms totally because yeah I feel like I've had that too where I I've dated guys where they just cannot make me come and this is more, again, when I was younger, when I was in, like, high school or college. And I, we dated for years. And I just faked it for years. And it's totally. like, could that relationship have benefited? Could they have benefited as a person? Could I have benefited as a person? Could could the world have benefited yeah. from me just saying, I've been faking it. Let's work on this together. Oh, that's the thing. <laughs> and that's so hard. Because it's one thing to not fake it just from the get-go. But it's, like, it's hard to, like, own up to having lied about that stuff yeah and because you know imagine like again imagine and I'm always like oh well they should deal with it like there's so much pressure put on us to come and blah blah but then it's like I when I really honestly put myself in that position if I found out my partner had been lying to me in this way that was just so there was so much trust it was so vulnerable yeah. so intimate yeah it would be really hard to come back from that I agree I agree my my ego would be very very bruised yeah but yeah man Fuck, I don't know. I also wonder, too, if for me it would change with women or men because I feel like, and I know everybody's different and this is generalization, but I feel like women take criticism better. Maybe. I mean, like, I so, I like, don't want to co-sign on that because I'm, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've just been, uh, I've been uh, ripped apart too many times for, like, making statements that are too gendered and I've learned my lesson. So, yeah, but, yeah I know what you in mean. In my experience. In, no, in my experience, if I want to, like, you know, sort like the men from the women yeah. that I've dated. Yeah, no, for sure. And especially, yeah, with sexual fe- so With like- sexual things too. Yeah, there's like an ego thing with men and that's not always on them. It's a societal pressure to constantly be able to get hard and come. And, totally. And I think that that's a shitty thing for them. But I also think with that comes a little bit more of an ego in sex. No, definitely. And I find like women, or at least as a woman, I feel I'm socially conditioned in this way. And the women that I've been with have been like visibly socially conditioned in this way where um, we're sort of valued for our ability to be flexible and to communicate sexually. Yes. So, I mean, that makes it easier for us just as far as like fulfilling our assigned gender roles to go there. And um, I don't know. Be more vulnerable, I guess, in that yeah, way. Yeah, it's tough. I'm I'm dating someone now, and luckily things are good in that department. But if I date someone else and it's not, I feel like the easiest way is to just from the get go like lead them as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. So that I don't have to ever fake it. And it's funny because I when I sort of had that epiphany, or I mean, when I made the commitment to myself to just never fucking fake an orgasm again. Yeah. In my life, unless it was an emergency. <laughs> Um, Like when I made that commitment to myself, I was like, oh, man, I'm just going to be this really open, honest communicator. And my partner is always going to really appreciate my feedback and really appreciate the insight they get into. Because, you know, it's both of our 
goal for us both to come and yeah. we're going to collab on this together. But I found, honestly, like not everybody's li- like not everybody even takes non-critical guidance that well. Like some That's people true. kind of aren't that interested. That's true. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, I don't know. I can I can deal with it. I mean, I'm not dating anybody like that right now. And I certainly am not like I have never felt obligated to date someone like that. So I guess it's more like it sucks for them. But yeah, it sucks for them. It sucks for their future partners. Yeah. But again, I guess it comes down to an ego thing. Yeah. And I don't know. It, people we're we're all uh, complicated. Gonna, we're all complicated. And we're all young. <laughs> and, you know, everybody everybody has time to change. You're I'm, so much less judgmental than I am. <laughs> no, I mean, I like it. no, I mean, I'm not just life is long and weird, and yeah, you know, true. we can all figure stuff out down that's the road, true. maybe. You're right. Um, so we're, I mean, we're touching on it right now, but let's talk a little bit, if you're cool with it, about bisexuality. Sure. So this is. I'm like sure, <laughs> sure. Well, one thing actually I want to talk about, which is funny because I wasn't, I not that I wasn't planning on this, but I, I was at dinner with a girlfriend of mine the other night who is gay. And we we're talking about sex parties. And I was like, I've never been to a sex party. And she was like, I've never been to a sex party. And she was like, I didn't know this. They're so much more common than I thought. Yeah. Like, they're on Eventbrite. I've never. That's <laughs> really on, funny. They're literally, she was like, I'm going to send you tickets. We should go. It's on Eventbrite. Are you guys going to hook up? Is that too personal? Well, that this is the most most exciting part for me is. Am I like gulping into the microphone? Should I like <laughs> take sips away? It's just an ASMR. It's fine. <laughs> um, so I think, first of all, I host a sex podcast, whatever. I've worked at Playboy. A sex party sounds fucking terrifying to me. Yeah. It sounds terrifying. It sounds interesting, sounds like something I'd like to try, but it sounds terrifying. Yeah. And so one of the things she said is she was like, let's just go. She was like, one of the biggest things about this one that I really like is voyeurs are welcome. So you can just go and watch. Yeah. And I was like, that changes the game for me. Totally. Because I feel like that gives me a safe space to go and not feel pressured. Totally. Um, Yeah. This one specifically was a queer femme sex party. You went. No, I didn't go. I didn't go. Um, Which... Makes me feel comfortable to just be around women for the first time. Yeah. Just personally, I, I I feel like that would just make me more comfortable. Yeah. Um. And also just all of the, all of the details like in the invitation, like there's just like everything about like if anybody's making you feel uncomfortable, like let a moderator know and like they'll make sure they're escorted out and yeah. like these are the kind of people who are invited and we love everyone, but like this is for this is a space for these types of people and who are interested in this and like this lube will be provided and it was like it was just so. Nice and yeah. like it, I, I have always, I guess, imagined sex parties as like a little bit more seedy and like sure. dark. And like these are like I said, they're like on Eventbrite and yeah. they're like they're play parties. That's what they like. That's how they like call them <laughs> on on Eventbrite. So I guess they can get away with it or whatever. And I was yeah, like, that is so nice. But um, she has gone to a few. And she was like, most of them are like that, especially in LA. It's like this very like open forum for it. But I was like, are people going to sex parties? And I'm the last one to know. Mm, I actually have never heard of or I've never heard firsthand about a specific queer party, queer sex party happening near me. I've definitely heard of like free for all ones happening near me. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've heard of ones that are like at a house party. It's like kind of just put together by like a by like an open couple or something. Yeah. Like, I, I had no idea that they existed like this where you like buy a ticket. Yeah. Or and- there's like I guess the one at AVN. Actually, the one at AVN, I think, is, like, for, like, uh, actual, like, porn industry people only. I don't really know. I mean, um, 
Yeah, I've definitely, I've never been invited to a queer sex party. And um, they don't sound, I mean, for me, they actually don't sound scary, but they do sound like an environment that's like not conducive to me having an orgasm. And not yeah. that, not that, you know, me having an orgasm is like the most important part of like a sexual right. encounter or anything. But um, I don't know. I definitely don't think I could orgasm. Yeah. I think I'd just be, there's, there'd just be a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, <laughs> I feel like my mind would be in like a hundred different places. Yeah. Um, but I love the idea of, of the fact that voyeurs are welcome. I love that too. And, and there's even, there was even a little rule book about it. It was like, don't be creepy about it. Like you can do it in a way that's chill and you can do it in a way that's not chill. Yeah. Like just do it in a way that's chill. You should do it. We should go if you I want. I know. I feel like it'd be fun and it'd be... It'd be like a comfortable environment. And I was even talking to my boyfriend about it. And he was like, that sounds sick. Yeah. I was like, yeah, but it he, does. Can he come? He can't come. He couldn't come. Yeah. But he was just like, but go for it. he was also, I think that he would be a little bit nervous about going to one where he could come. Unless it had that voyeur aspect. And it's like. Sure. The pressure is off. Like we can participate if we want. But the pressure is off to go into it and be like, we're walking in. And everybody's going to be like, well. Turn around or, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's, I think that it puts the pressure off and like for a first time couple or even first time friends who haven't gone together, it could just be very fun. Yeah. This sounds like a good sell. Is this like product placement for like a and specific anyways, queer? Use my code Rhea for 10% off your tickets on Eventbrite. Um, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break and then we'll jump back in. I guess I just, the, the whole point of that was me just like, I was like, is is this a way more common thing? And I just didn't know about it. And I was the last person to find out. I mean, out. maybe. I'm not... <sighs> I don't know. Half of me is like, I'm not the type of person who would know. And the other half of me is like, I am the type of person who would know. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. I feel the exact same way. I'm like, yeah, of course I haven't gotten invited. And I was like, wait, no, I should be invited to these things. Yeah. Um, And it's funny because my friend is not the type. She was like talking to like a friend of hers from high school who happens to live out here. And they don't really talk that much, but they like, you know, DM once in a while. And out of nowhere, she was just like, hey, by the way, and like sent her the Eventbrite link. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's that chill yeah that's <laughs> wait so i'm sorry your friend had gone no it's she... it's coming up oh okay. yeah when it's in it? like 10 days or something like that oh wow. yeah I got ready. and we got dinner and like that that day was the day that she had gotten the invite oh cool and we had this whole conversation about sex parties today and now i'm talking to everyone about it yeah. everybody who will listen i'm like have you gone to a sex party <laughs> have you gone to a sex although party? that seems kind of sus for it to be that open don't you think i mean like it's cool because it's like accessible and egalitarian well there's a certain stuff. amount of tickets yeah. She was saying that they were, like, about to sell out. And then also, I don't know if this changes anything, but there's, like, a very specific, like, 45-minute time frame to arrive. And even if you've bought tickets after and you come after that time, you're not allowed in. Yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing they, like, that helps. It's just, yeah. like, having a very specific amount of tickets and a very specific time frame to arrive. Sure. But, yeah, it being on Eventbrite was really threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, I don't that know. That part really, really threw me off. Yeah. Um... And then on that note, because it was a femme-facing party, you're a femme-facing queer woman. Yeah. And I've been talking about that recently because, so the last time I was single, I met this girl and I feel like this always happens to me as someone who's femme-facing and who is, has been attracted to or hooked up with women who are also femme-facing where like you meet someone and you guys are talking and you're like, oh, my God, this girl's cute. Like, this is my best friend. And then you're like, oh, my God, this <laughs> girl you just is don't cute. Know. I want to have sex with her, actually. Yeah. But it's like this like weird thing with two femme facing women where at the beginning you're like BFFs. And there's like a there's usually like a moment for me where I'm like, oh, <laughs> Wait. is it like a moment of just uh, like 
their attractiveness to you reaching some type of critical mass? Or is it that you get some kind of signal from them that they're, like, gay? I think it might be either. I think there's something that there's some switch that happens. But I think initially, and I I don't want to, like, blame society for any of my (laughs) issues. But, like, I think initially I'm just, like, almost not thinking about that. Yeah, Unless well, yeah. I'm like in a situation where I'm like, I don't know, at a gay bar or something or we immediately start talking about the fact that we're both queer. If that's not happening and we're both femme facing, I'm just like assuming it's like a girlfriend's thing Yeah. Um, immediately. And I feel like it's sometimes hard for me to like be like, are we flirting right now? I will never. I've sort of had to come to a place of self-acceptance where I'm just like. You know the term, like, useless lesbian? Like, it's a real (laughs) thing where it's, like, you can't make moves on people. Like, you just... It's kind of like, um, I got this from, you know, like, hot mespian is where I learned this terminology from. What is hot mespian? It's a a great lesbian meme page. Okay. It's, like, it's... uh, And really, like, that... Like, the this is so embarrassing, but, like, the lesbian meme community has... (laughs) Has made me feel, like, so much more of a whole human being I because, love that I mean because it's like I don't know all these people talking about like oh no like I can't come with a girl because I'm too nervous but I'm completely gay like I don't even <laughs> hook up with, you know so it's like but and I'm constantly having these crises about like am I really a lesbian even though just stuff like that where because sometimes I'm the type of person who will like have a sexual encounter with a woman I'm super attracted to and I just like won't be turned on the whole time because I'll be so nervous yeah and then I'll walk away from it and I'll be like what am I doing I'm straight. Like, yeah. <laughs> obviously, you know, or like, I I don't know. I'm always str- or I'll be like be in a room with somebody and they're like they're hardcore, like sending me like sex vibes. Yes. And I'm like, all, all you have to do is just take the shot. Like it's being it's being pitched. Yeah. Slow and steady. Yeah. Like and I just can't I can't do it. And then I yeah. walk out of those situations just feeling so bad about myself and feeling like invalid as a queer person. Well, I mean, and like, you know, uh, it definitely means that I end up in like fewer queer relationships, yeah. like overall over time. I find the I exact same, the exact same problem. Yeah. I, Men just are, I'm not nervous around that for some reason, but I think it's like, it's just like conditioned, like compulsory heteronormativity yeah. stuff where yes. you're like, eh, this guy's going to want to fuck me anyway. So yeah. like, and he's going to make the move and he's going to call the Uber yeah. and he's going <laughs> to, yeah, totally, he's gonna totally. do it all for yeah. me. In fact, he's going to insist yeah, and exactly. I'm just going to let him insist. But with when I'm just like, I get, I get so nervous and I'm, I'm like a full like useless yeah gay well (laughs) I really can't but it does it really affects you and it really makes you think like wait a second am I queer dude I have this is this just makes me sound like somebody who um is unself-aware to the point of like total insanity but I have genuinely unironically identified as every single I have like unironically identified as demisexual, okay. fully homosexual, okay. fully heterosexual, okay. <laughs> heteroflexible, asexual. Wow. I've identified as all of these things. You know, they just like none of them have felt right yeah. for long enough. But, you know, I would I in college, I went through like a really long bout of celibacy just because I was like so deeply conflicted yeah. about my sexuality. Yeah. And because I was like, you know, none of this is working for me. Like <laughs> boys aren't working for me. Girls aren't working for me. Nothing in between is working for me. Like I just, you know, yeah. like, I don't know. Was that when you thought you might be asexual? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely identified as asexual for a while. Um, and now I don't yeah. anymore. But I mean, I, I, but it wasn't insincere at the time. I mean, like I no. can go, 
you know, and depending if I'm like stressed out or, you know, depending on what's going on in my life, I can go long periods of time just really not having sexual feelings toward anybody. Yeah. And being perfectly fine. Yeah, that's I know. Well, I feel like I have I don't know. I'm sure there's like a real actual term for this, but I've just been calling it like queer imposter syndrome. Yes. Where... No, definitely. I have that. Well, because that's such a that's such a um, that goes so much hand in hand with bisexuality and like yes. femme facing bisexuality. Absolutely. And that's the thing is all these labels have so much baggage attached to them that I think I'm like cool with and can cope with. And then I just like wake up one morning and I'm like, oh, like I can't cope with it. And like the imposter syndrome that comes along with like the bisexuality label is a big reason. It's huge. That I'm like, I just feel, I don't know. I just Especially don't feel Especially being in, in a heteronormative relationship. Totally, totally. It's like, am I still allowed to claim that? Totally. When I'm in this, like my, my, my recent one is like, I have been like wondering if I might I've I've identified as bisexual and then luckily like this umbrella term of queer has really made me feel more comfortable just like it's just like less specific which yeah. I like but lately I'm like am I if I have to call myself something besides queer is am I pansexual yeah and I don't have firsthand experience with anyone who identifies as trans right I don't but I have been attracted to people who are yeah is that enough Am I allowed? Who makes that rule? Right, right. I don't know. <laughs> and then like... there's, there's even the thing, like, even if, because I'm the same way. I mean, well, um, I have, like, I wonder, even when I talk to people who, like, haven't had um, experiences with, like, anybody who identifies, like, as non-binary or as yeah. trans, I'm like, I, I don't know. People will ask me, they're like, is it? Is it transphobic to identify as bi? I read this. I had that question, too, once. And I read this, like, long think piece that ended up convincing me that identifying as bi was not transphobic. But I can't remember <laughs> any of the content of the think piece. So I can't reconstruct it for anyone. But um, but I can see that point. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like bi. It's like you're attracted to only the two genders and right, nothing yeah, more. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, you know, you get into the thing where it's like, well, people are allowed to have their sexual preferences and those sexual, pre like, don't politicize people's sexual. And that's like kind of just a whole can of worms that I, I've had so many conversations about this that, and no one's ever won a conversation, like, in a satisfactory <laughs> way, where yeah. I'm just like, it's actually straight up too complicated it's for me. So and complicated. I can't, I can't, like, go there because I just don't have the authority to go there. Yeah. And it's hard when you're floating around in queerdom and not and specifically knowing what you are because then you like go down those those rabbit holes totally. of like these think pieces and these like articles the and semantics stuff of, of just, it like, and... and I'm just like floating around trying to figure out where I lie in this and it's like oh my god now now I'm like am I transphobic like I don't know <laughs> yeah what? no, no totally oh my god no it's um, but really it's scary. like yeah it's like are do you need I don't know who's making the rule so I don't know who I'm supposed to ask this but it's like do you need to have firsthand experience to right. consider to to identify as a certain way, but I mean the obvious answer to that would be no, right? Because you know I like that answer. Yeah, I mean <laughs> no way because you can know you're gay when you're like eight or eleven years old. People, I don't know, uh, many people know they're gay many many years before like their first sexual encounter, right? And Absolutely. it's about yeah, it's about your personal like subjective orientation toward. You know, I mean, yeah. think about like our incels uh, not straight because like they can't get girls. Yeah. OK. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That makes me feel better about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on the topic of, I guess, at some point you, you've considered yourself bisexual for a long time. I considered myself bisexual. There's this media. Not even this media. I feel like 
for and maybe I'm in a bubble of LA where I feel like people are a lot more open. So it's a lot of times I say things and I'm like lucky and I feel like somebody's listening in Alabama who's like bisexual and she's like good for you. Like you have like this great fucking life where like you don't have to worry about this stuff. But I feel like there's this huge thing about like bisexually being overly fetishized and sexualized. Totally. I haven't super had that experience. I haven't either. Yeah, and that's what I wanted to ask is like as a femme facing woman who has been with men and women it's like i haven't had that experience yeah of or like, yeah not to the point of feeling super violated at yeah, least yeah, yeah. Or may, again yeah maybe maybe there have been a passing comment that was so passing that i don't even yeah i didn't it didn't affect me enough for me to remember it but i have not had this experience of like i don't know dating a guy and him thinking him being insecure because he thinks I want to have sex with every woman that's going to walk through the door, which I feel like is something I know women have dealt with. Oh, yeah. I've actually definitely dealt with that. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, my queerness hasn't really found a safe space in, like, any of my heteronormative relationships to date, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I definitely definitely that. Uh, but... I haven't like firsthand experienced the like over or at least not me feeling super like exploited and weird in terms of being like fetishized for being a bisexual woman. Yeah. But it totally is out there. It totally exists. I mean, my yeah, position is a very thing. privileged one. I mean, people, you know, girls will get harassed for like super like brutally harassed for just like walking down the street holding hands with another girl. Yeah. But, you know, you hear about stuff like that. and it's Right. Horrific. Absolutely. And that's the thing, too. It's like being in a bubble of only living in big cities. Yeah. I think has kind of like warped my perception of that because I I haven't fortunately experienced anything like that. Sure. On a firsthand experience. But I know it exists. Totally. But I'm always wondering is like because then sometimes you hear stories about like crazy, terrible shit happening to people in L.A. And you're like, how could that happen here? Yeah. So it's like I'm always curious to but see. LA like, is also so big, and I forget how diverse it is, like politically, ideologically. Um, sometimes you forget how diverse it is, just culturally and yeah. racially, because we have some like segregation issues, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. Like my mom, like exclusively dates Republicans, and she lives in LA, and she finds them somewhere. Really? And, yeah. Like they're they're she around. Finds them they're in LA because they're even they're even like Hollywood Republicans. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess um, that's true. I don't know. I just I feel like L.A. is so chaotically um, huge and I it's just zillions of people everywhere. And um, I definitely run in like pretty demographically homogenous circles. But yeah. I, I feel like I'm always aware of, you know, wow. people being out there. Yeah, I haven't I like haven't experienced that at all. Oh. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Fortunately or unfortunately, I kind of like want to like experience all these different things just to like (laughs) just just to have the experience of like there are different people out there sometimes I feel like I'm so coddled by my bubble yeah no me too it's it's definitely it's but that's the other thing is because it's so big and unwieldy it's it's not like it's not easy to carve a path out of your bubble yeah because you know it's it's hard for sure at least I have Florida yeah (laughs) (laughs) which is like kind of far the opposite way yeah um so let's talk a little bit about the internet sure um dms we talked a little bit about that yeah what kind of dms are you getting um I think that people have gotten scared off in the past because I uh you post them I'll post I love that I love that call them out (laughs) I mean if they're you know if it's just like a super nasty one I I won't post it but if it's like so hilarious that I can't not post it then I'll post it and I think um honestly since that last one I can't it was someone being like 
Um, first they were like asking, I think to finger my bloody asshole. And then Jesus. directly after that, they were telling me that, uh, if I were caught in possession of a Falcon, it's a fine of up to $20,000. <laughs> but like, that was the most recent <laughs> screenshot I posted. And then, uh, I think after I posted that, that got like a huge response, yeah. um, just among people that I know personally, yeah. that was crazy. Like I, I've, my inbox has never blown up like that. Yeah. I didn't know it would resonate that much. Um, but uh, I, I haven't really gotten super sexually harassed since then. And yeah. that was like a couple months ago now, which is kind of uh, shocking. But I feel like more and more people are more and more women are getting comfortable posting the DMs. Yeah. Especially, I think, as they get more out there, which I 100% think they are. Yeah. I've been like an internet quote unquote person for 10 years yeah. almost. So I've seen everything basically. And yeah, it's like, I don't know if it's like a shock value thing. Like if people, I don't like to like kink shame. Sure. <laughs> no, because um, I have the same, I, I, I asked a couple of people I, uh, before I posted that one because I was like, yeah, I was like, am I, am I exposing this person in like a totally uncool way? And yeah, I'm like, but it's, but that's another thing where it's like, I do feel like, because I, I grew up in a pre Me Too movement and I would never like compare that to. Um, the stuff that people were getting called out for in the Me Too movement. But, like, I definitely grew up um, in sort of, like, a milieu of, like, rape and sexual harassment yeah. um, apology, uh -huh. you know, in the sense of uh, being an apologist. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where And it took me, you know, I've... I was sexually harassed in many different ways uh -huh. for many years and even sexually assaulted and didn't realize it until much later uh -huh. when we uh -huh. sort of... Had like a collective Started defining it and having conversations yeah. 100% same so um I was just kind of like I don't know is this uncool am I being sexually harassed by this yeah. person and you know my friends were just like yeah yeah you're definitely like being sexually harassed by this person it's like it's unsolicited it's graphic it's yeah, non-consensual and I was like yeah okay okay I'm comfortable with you I'm comfortable with your explanation of this being sexual harassment and I'm right. gonna post it um but yeah it's because you know you feel you're desensitized to that type of stuff so when you aren't personally like gutted by it you're like can I fairly call this harassment right or, yeah yeah I get that a lot of times like I feel like the big thing that most women get is like feet stuff right yeah 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 and it's like I've had people I've like posted things rarely but I have where I'm like kind of calling it out or like making fun of it and I have had guys get very upset like very hurt what type of stuff have you posted oh you mean like like the, dms and stuff or and, and the the, D, the those guys who you're posting the screenshots of get really upset or or just other guys who share that fetish yeah will be like i don't know why everybody's always making fun of this or making it seem so weird and like they get like very hurt wow by it i've and, never had an experience and like that, that was that's the moment where i was like oh my god am i being the insensitive one right like, this these people seem genuinely upset that like I'm turning this DM where they're asking to like see my feet into like a joke. Sure. Because now they feel personally attacked for their sexual preference. Totally. But, I don't know where that kink shaming line is. Right. Where, but it's like you're also asking me to do sexual things yeah. unsolicited. It's like what's the totally what's the line? Yeah, that doesn't seem like uh, it doesn't seem like kink shaming if you're just yeah. pushing back against. <laughs> it's not like I'm going out and finding these people on Reddit yeah. and I'm like fucking posting their shit. Like they came to me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's a weird. It's a weird line. Yeah, it is a weird line, and I guess I can definitely see myself. Um, just because I'm like pretty impressionable. I can see myself getting bullied into a position where I'm like, if someone asks, 
super politely, like with a long intro, like, hey, it's totally cool if you're not into this. I'm just a fan of your work. And yeah. like maybe, maybe you could send me just one tiny picture of your toe or something. <laughs> and then maybe if I posted something and shamed them I and people pushed back on me for that. I don't know. I can see myself feeling guilty about kink shaming someone. But yeah. I don't know. I don't but know. But it's what... rarely ever nice like that. I know. That. It's not ever. It's honestly it's not ever nice. It's almost never nice. And I. It's like souls, bitch. Like, yeah. that's the... I get way more of that than I do. Please <laughs> some more. Souls, like, bitch. I get oh my way God. more. I don't even get that. I thought that I was like a huge, like, magnet for foot fetish stuff. But I guess I'm. Yeah, I guess you're. I'm a you huge magnet for foot fetish stuff. Yeah. And again, it's like at one point I'm like, is this even? Are these people even actually into it, or is this like a running I know, joke are they at trolling? this point? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But then I look at my wiki feed and I'm like, there. That's a thing. You have a wiki feed. I have a wiki feed. I don't a, you need an IMDb for a wiki feed, or is that a myth? Do you have an IMDb? I don't think I have an IMDb. Yeah, I, There's if, a possibility that like somebody has like. Some agent or manager sure, has like, like made one up. for me. Yeah. Um. But I have a wiki feed that's like updated regularly, or like it was more when I was making videos. It's harder now for them to find photos. But there would be like I used to like live stream, and it's like if I like walked away for a second, they'd like you know take a screenshot really quick of like my feet or like. How do you only feel violated by that, or does any part of you? I mean, I feel like a total bigot even asking this. Does any part of you feel flattered a little? I think I'm the wrong person to ask that question because I have been an internet person for so long and I've had a male fan base for my entire 10 years of being on the internet that I think my perception is very warped. No, but I mean, I'm asking you personally. I'm not asking you to speak for anyone else. Like, Okay, yeah. No, but... Yes, in the past. No to what? Like, no, no you don't feel no, flattered. No, I don't feel flattered. You did at some point. I think I 100% did at some point, especially when I was younger. I think at this point, it's gotten old. Yeah. And I think I honestly have more self-respect for myself totally. now. Totally. But I 100%, I mean, I started the internet stuff when I was 19. Yeah. So young, impressionable me who is getting all this attention, whether or not it's, you know, I... I'm allowing that attention or whatever. Totally. At some points have 100% felt flattering to mm -hmm. me. At this point, I think I'm just annoyed and, and upset yeah. <laughs> because it's been happening for so long. But there's been 100% been a time where I felt a little bit for sure, like almost validated by it. Yeah. And that, that's a funny thing with the Internet where it's like, yeah, OK, if I I don't know if this was fun for a second and now I've like changed my mind about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how do you even how do you even backpedal? It's like it's hard. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good place to wrap up. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave it a good rating. Uh, it really helps me out. Write me a few words. If you're watching on YouTube, like this video and subscribe for more. If you want to be on an episode, if you want to chime in on anything we talked about today or give me a future topic or tell me to fuck off, um, you can give me a call at 424-245-5102. Leave me a voicemail and you might hear it on an episode. If you don't want to leave me a voicemail, you can also email me at WTGFYpodcast. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Thanks, guys.